Welcome to Faithful Fathering Podcast. This is Rick Wirtz, founder and president of Faithful Fathering, where we work to encourage and equip dads to be faithful fathers. The faithful fathers defined as a dad that prioritizes physical presence, is engaged emotionally, and leads spiritually by example. And uh, our vision is to uh, uh, engage dads in, a God, in raising a godly generation and reinvigorate the church on the fathering front, to raise the bar for fathering individually and corporately in the church to where the church can be the church in the community. Uh, here we're continuing the discussion. This is the last in a series of three on the counselor season of fathering and blessed to have uh, Jared Gidler in the, uh, in the studio with us today. Jared, Appreciate thanks it. for joining us. Absolutely. Well, this is uh, the counselor season of fathering. I always find seems, I personally just got here quicker than I had any idea. <laughs> I mean, I, I I had somebody tell me one time, you keep getting, uh, I made a, an old guy joke. And he says, well, listen, fella, if you keep getting up and looking in the mirror, you're going to get old too. And I said, hey, gum, I realize that's the case. But, right. but the uh, one of the toughest things about this counselor season of fathering to me is that it seems to come around in what is just the blink of an eye. That uh, just the other day I was in the backyard playing uh, catch with my young son. Mm. And uh, about two months ago, I watched him uh, exchange vows with the love of <laughs> wow. his life, yeah. right? right? And uh, so you, you're sitting here saying, my goodness, where in the world did this time go? And that's that's uh, something I'm very sensitive to, to young dads, is mm -hmm. to understand that uh, we, uh, I, I always say in ministry, I'd like to be able to be at the point financially where I could get every dad coming out of the hospital with his firstborn a jar of 936 marbles because there's 936 weekends yeah. between birth and 18. Yeah. And if you take a marble out every week, you realize how quick that time, Absolutely. it's a visual reminder of how quick that time gets by. And, uh, and of course, I sit here in front of you as a guy that's completely lost his marbles. Right? <laughs> and uh, so I'm sitting there saying, well, the jar may be empty of marbles, but it's absolutely full of some fabulous memories. Absolutely. And uh, that's our challenge as, as a dad. But uh, I would I just ask you have some uh, encouragement for dads to uh, say, hey, you might slow down and enjoy where you're at. Absolutely. You know, you, you can't go backwards ever and so taking the time to to enjoy the simple things it's you know looking back over my own kids lives it's it's the things you wouldn't think that would stick out in your memory you know when they're just sitting in your lap and you're joking about something laughing making you know noises and and things like that didn't seem like a big deal, right? They weren't on the stage at a performance. Those are good, good memories. But those don't stand out as much as the the little times where it was just unscripted and no plan and life is just happening, you know, um, whether they're, they're throwing up on your lap or, you know, which has <laughs> happened too. Uh, but you look back on it and, and you laugh, you know, because all of those things work together to they're the things that nobody else gets to share, mm -hmm. right? When mm -hmm. I look at my my son singing on a platform, other people are sharing that moment with me. When he's sitting on my lap and we're making a joke about the dog or something like that, nobody else is there to share that. Right. So cherishing those little things is uh, is just paramount. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And that, uh, uh, my encouragement, of course, is that we always uh, capitalize on those moments. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I let the, a lot of years get by, yes. you know, where I, you know, because as a young dad, we're sometimes busy trying to establish ourselves in our job, mm-hmm. trying to, uh, focusing on providing well for our family. I mean, uh, uh, those that have listened to this podcast knew that, know that my two prayers as a young man was that I would be blessed with a happy and healthful marriage and family I didn't know growing up and that we would live somewhere above the poverty line. Line that we'd grown up well below. <laughs> yeah. And I just kind of got focused on that whole poverty line issue and uh, uh, and turn around and, and your kids are already in, in uh, elementary school and you're saying, dadgum, I got yeah. to engage here. Yeah. And uh, so my encouragement is as, as dads, uh, you know, would stop early even even during the pregnancy mm-hmm. <laughs> and discuss with your bride you know what 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 is uh what are the priorities going to be here right and uh, you know i personally was convicted that i'd put a lot of little g gods ahead of the uh, of god mm-hmm. and uh so i got to worshiping uh, my own uh, uh, accomplishments my status my income you know these types of things in the in the world and not focusing on on uh, on my faith and and right. things of this world as I, I was absolutely in the world uh, allowing things of this world to have their place mm-hmm. but never ahead of the true God, the right. one true God. Right. So I think, uh, did, did you and your wife uh, talk about this as, as you had your younger uh, kids coming along and and uh, you, know, you had the benefit of some hard knocks as a dad <laughs> uh, already, so you get the next, another round. Another right? round, yes. Uh, th- that was definitely a benefit, you know, of having that gap in, in making mistakes and learning you know, with, with our older two and then having some space and then having the younger two and saying like, okay, yeah, there's, there's some things I I could do differently. And, but being able to talk, you know, both as a man and and both my wife and I as parents to say to ourselves and, and be able to acknowledge that we want the, the person that our kids see us as is vastly more important than the person the world sees us as. So I want to put more effort into who my kids, how they see me, who, what kind of man am I to them, not to the world around me. I think we too often, like you say, we we get too caught up in how do I look on my job? How do I look to the world? How do I look, you know, whatever, you know, fill mm. in the gap. But who do our kids see us as and how can they see us if we're not taking that intentional time to be open and to be available and to to be present in their lives. And so we, we talked about that a lot, especially as I mentioned earlier that we are both uh, youth pastors mm-hmm. for a long time. And the number one thing we saw, the disconnect between faith of, of a child and how they took that and lived that out after they left the home, the number one thing was how they saw their parents living it. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, we, we saw a lot of kids who, when they left home to go to college or, you know, got married or whatever, and they walked away from the faith without fail when I've talked to them and said, hey, come on, you know, what's, what's going on? You know, I've, I've been with you. I know you. Um, I've, I've seen the experiences you've had in, in church and with your faith. And, and without fail, every one of them have said, well, I didn't see my parents living this out, yeah. you know. Let's break that down a little bit further because, uh, you know, what you just said was that you and your bride were intentional to 
you know, the closest thing to our relationship with Christ in the flesh is our relationship in marriage. Absolutely. So if kids see that relationship alive in mm. the home, then they're already just in what they're seeing. Yeah. Are are seeing uh, they're they're developing their own relationship with Christ because mm. of the love that's emulated in the home. Not that everything is always perfect, but nothing is perfect. Everybody didn't get along with Jesus all the time either, you know, <laughs> disciple wise or anybody else, right? right? But the but the point was that uh, that they're seeing that what they see as they have. And then and then the other side that uh, to think that a couple of hours uh, in church and even a, a great youth group uh, can offset what's going on Monday through Saturday right. in the home. Uh, you know, when, when uh, you know, my, this is my own personal example is I, I was uh, absolutely in the world and, and the kids were catching, you know, I was finding myself uh, even pushing uh, the kids to success in certain mm. things because that's what the world wants. The world is about success. Yeah. And uh, by the way, that's why we don't call the ministry successful fathering. <laughs> it's called faithful <laughs> fathering go, because we're not, uh, we're not trying to, there are no successes. We're just being faithful to honor what the Lord's blessed us with, mm -hmm. with our kids and the opportunity to emulate him that's in our good. kids' yeah. lives. So, but, but the, the idea that uh, the home can promote a secularism mm -hmm. Monday through Saturday and then uh, put on a show on Sunday, go to school, go to church, and maybe even have the kids in youth group, the best church and the best youth group can't offset no. what's being practiced in the home because yeah. that's what the kids will catch. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, that, uh, that, uh, that's where I go. Uh, the, the priorities I always try to encourage dads, you know, number one is have no idols before God. Right, mm -hmm. uh, that there's a lot of little uh, G gods out there that distract us. It can be our job, our financial status, a lot of different things. But then also to learn to love our wives as Christ loves the church. Right, yes. that's what we're called to do in Ephesians. Uh, that's our role. I think he uh, challenges dads to love because that doesn't come natural to us. We <laughs> want to do things, and they, he challenges our wives to respect us as the church respects and loves Christ. Mm -hmm. And because they don't necessarily do that real well, so that you know he kind of challenges us both against our our, uh, our our tendency, but at the same time, when we do that well, again, the kids really catch yes. what's going on. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. The, uh, and then the third dimension, of course, is, is how do we uh, emulate that triune nature of God in the home? And that's where we define faithful father is a dad that prioritizes physical presence. You know, if, if, if our Heavenly Father thought it important enough to send His Son to be with us physically mm -hmm. to, uh, to provide the opportunity to, to put death to sin and give us the opportunity to have a personal relationship with Him, uh, then we ought to be uh, prioritizing our physical presence in the oh, home, right? Yes. And if he sent the counselor to emotionally engage with the disciples long before uh, cell phones or uh, 550 <laughs> cable channels or anything else, then we ought to be there to emotionally engage with our kids as much as possible, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And then finally, as our Heavenly Father, He gives us His Word. He gives us uh, uh, all, the, all the passages, all the Scripture, the prayer, uh, we have the opportunity to turn to him as our spiritual leader, then he expects us to be leading spiritually in our home. Yes. Uh, so do you see those priorities? Is that something you've been developing or yourself on, or uh, on your journey? We, um, we started several years ago. I started taking our boys out and it would just be, just be us. And we would talk about what it meant to be a man and what it meant to be a, a follower of Christ and they 
they coined the term. They affectionately call it man class. You know, <laughs> I didn't use the term, but that's uh, that's what they call it, man class. And but uh, you know, I wanted them first off from from the get go. They they do see me and my wife interact, mm. right? And they do see that that love there. They do see me honor her. Um, I make it a point of letting them see me making sure they see me in my relationship with God too, not just at church, mm. but they see me in prayer, right? Mm. They see me reading the word. Um, but then taking those specific times to, to talk and let them engage with me about what they see or maybe what they don't see and being able to tell them like, okay, this, this is what it means to, to be a father of Christ. This is what it means to be a man, especially in this culture, you know, a godly man, a man of integrity, and to actually put words to that, that can, they can start thinking and processing and defining that uh, for what it is, defining it how God defines it, not how the world around them defines it. But it, it took that time to be that intentional voice mm-hmm. in their lives. Mm-hmm. And my wife and I have a saying that we use a lot that the the voice you fill yourself with is going to be the voice you follow. Mm. I want my kids to be filled with the voice of God. So I want to speak what God is speaking into their lives as much as possible. So that even when they're away from me, when they grow up, they're still hearing the voice of God. You know, sounds a little like my voice mm-hmm. <laughs> because I spoke it to them, but it's the voice of God that I, that I want them to catch and to have that be guiding them. But it, it takes that intentional time. It takes really focused, you know, it, it doesn't happen by accident. Right. And I think we have to really embrace that, that it doesn't happen by accident. It's not going to just happen. I have to make this happen and keep those those lines of communication open. Allow mm-hmm. them, you know, especially as they've gotten older. You know, I've, I've told them before, you can, you can not just talk to me about anything, but it's okay for you to question, to ask me, hey, dad, I don't agree with this or why did why did we make this decision as long as you're being respectful i'm okay with you coming to me and saying dad you said this or you you told me to do this and i don't know if i agree with that like okay well let's talk about that Mm -hmm. doesn't mean i'm gonna change my mind but we can talk about that you can come to me and we can walk through this and process this together and i think that's important Sure. Well, that's fine. Dad, did you hear that? You're talking about being intentional yes. in the effort. And, uh, you know, we learned that early in marriage. We have to be intentional to love our wives uh, as we mature in marriage. Sometimes the tingly, loving, uh, feely, touchy uh, <laughs> love isn't uh, enough. We have to choose to love our wives and they have to choose to love us because yeah. sometimes we're not all that lovable either. That's kind of <laughs> the line I've always <laughs> given us. And, you know, may, you know, I said a prayer for my, uh, you know, for the future uh, husband of my daughter, may he learn to love her even when she's not all that lovable and may <laughs> he learn to res- may she learn to respect him where he may not be all that respectable. Yes. Uh, but then, uh, you know, speaking the word of God into your children, letting them catch you, read the word of God, mm-hmm. catch you praying over them, uh, praying with them. Uh, then these are opportunities that, uh, they, uh, always, my, my daughter and I would always have some discussions and what have you, but she'd always say, I'm glad you didn't give me your opinion, dad. You mm-hmm. gave me some scripture. Yes. To, to reference and then that way it isn't an argument it's a discussion Mm -hmm. and then she can she can go to prayer and get the clarity from the word herself what uh, what you'd like to do or or my son either one both of them were very much uh, grounded in that but uh, that's uh, the other reminder I want to put out there at this uh, in this counselor season 
as far as advice to old to younger dads is don't uh, as you said eloquently i think uh, jared did you can't go backwards right, right. Uh, don't worry that you didn't do enough teaching during the teacher season yeah. if you if you try to teach during the coach season it's not going to go well. <laughs> Just accept the fact that you've done what you can. Mm-hmm. And uh, and hopefully, in my case, I was blessed. My bride covered me mm-hmm. for a lot of that to help them learn to read, help them get in, 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 encourage them in, a, in a, a, an illustrated Bible, you know, those types yeah. of things as they were younger when I wasn't as engaged as I should have been. Mm-hmm. But then as a coach season comes along, then, you know, pour into the coach season as best you can yeah. and, uh, and, and, and be the coach. It doesn't mean that you have to be the the uh, Little league coach. I'm not suggesting that. If you're gifted in that area, go do it. Or you know, be the water carrier. That's yeah. always worked out well for me. But the uh, do whatever you can do to uh, be present, be engaged, yes. uh, be sensitive to what's going on. Yes. And then, of course, when you do get to the counselor season, then you say, "Hey, you know, uh, I've done what I can do. Mm-hmm. We serve an awesome God. He's a sovereign God, isn't he?" And uh, I don't know about you, Jared, but I look at myself, and if the Lord got me where I am today from where I was <laughs> at 20, yes. uh, I have complete confidence he's going right. to take care yes. of the kids. <laughs> Absolutely, yes. <laughs> Any other tips or, or wise words for these young bucks? Yeah, I would, I would just continue with uh, what you said. I'd, one of my mentors would always say to us, wherever you are, be all the way there. And whatever season of parenting you find yourself, you you can't go back and fix the mistakes that you made in the past, but you can learn from them and you can be completely here right now and whatever that is. And so, so learn if you weren't as present as maybe you could have been or should have been in the past, learn from that, realize it's a different season and be completely here in what this season needs for, for your son or your daughter, your child. And embrace that embrace that season of life that you're in but be all the way there all the way wherever you are be all the say that again wherever you are be all the way there wherever you are be all the way all the way there what a what a blessed word that is thank you jared for that insight and uh, thank you for the time here with us today it's a blessing it. to have you thank you and faithful fathers understand that uh, uh, you're gonna whatever you practice is what the kids are gonna catch. <laughs> so so uh, practice something worth catching. Yes, <laughs> and uh, that is your personal passionate relationship with Jesus the Christ. Know little G gods before uh, the capital G God. Mm-hmm. Uh, love your bride as Christ loves the church, and prioritize uh, physical presence. Be engaged emotionally. Lead spiritually by example. That's the dad you're called to be, and that's the dad the next generation needs. God bless. Godspeed.